are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, December 9th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you like what you're listening to today, then please, please, please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to real quick. It's all for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcast, etc. It's all for free, and wherever you follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Alright, good morning everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, and for making the show your first listen here to start your morning. On the show today, a beefy episode, because with the Blackhawks... Now officially 25 games into the regular season, sporting a 9-14-2 record. On the show today, I will be sharing 25 thoughts that I have on the team so far and everything that has gone down in this eventful first quarter of the year. And then I'll also be going over the Blackhawks' latest roster moves that they have made in the past 24 hours, as well as previewing tonight's matchup north of the border against the Montreal Canadiens, all right here on Lockdown Blackhawks. But before I get into the good stuff, folks, I need to remind you all that today's episode is sponsored by Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get Primal. Stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed by checking out PrimalOriginOils.com. You can learn more about their full line of beard care products. And if you use the code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, you'll get a 20% discount at checkout. Got beard? Get Primal. Alright, to start off my 25 thoughts segment with the Blackhawks now officially 25 games into their season, uh, I think at number one, I have to start with Kyle Beach showing an indescribable amount of courage by coming forward as John Doe won in the Blackhawks lawsuit. That interview with Rick Westhead on TSN at the beginning of the season, it was, wow, uh, one of the one of the saddest, but also one of the most powerful things I think I've ever seen in my entire life. And I, I couldn't even imagine what Kyle was feeling or what he was going through during this time and also over the past decade with what he's kind of had to bottle up. Um, but what courage shown by Kyle Beach, and he's going to make an enormous impact on the game of hockey going forward and will be a big part in helping fix this broken culture that's been draped over the sport for quite a while now. Uh, it, it's damn time for a change around the game of hockey, and I think Kyle Beach is going to be a big, big part and making sure that happens in the NHL. There's still a ways to go, don't get me wrong. Um, but I really hope that this can be a little bit of a Kickstarter for you know other stories to come out and also for the necessary changes to be made around the league. So at number one, I had to start out by saying how courageous and what a hero former Blackhawk first-round pick Kyle Beach is. Coming in at number two, knowing what we do now, um, I think the system that the Blackhawks were running and actually what they still are running. They 
haven't made any structural changes in terms of uh, the one-two-two and what they run and everything. Uh, but the way that, that things were going under Jeremy Colleton, I don't think the system was ever going to work with him in. I don't think things were going to get any better going forward if he were to continue on as head coach. And it wasn't until this Blackhawks team uh, took on a much more defensive mindset that they showed in the early parts of the year under Colleton. It it took that for them to finally uh, start picking up some wins here. And with Colleton, not only this year, but during his entire tenure as head coach of the Blackhawks, The defense was never a strength for this team, and I don't think it was ever going to be under his lead. And that takes me to number three, which is um, Derek King clearly has had an impact on this team so far. And I don't want to go and say um, that Jeremy Colleton is a bad coach or anything, because I think only time will tell if he's going to be successful at this level. But I think it's pretty clear now with King having taken over that Jeremy Colleton just was not the right man to be leading this Blackhawks squad. Uh, And now the Blackhawks, they're eight and five under Derek King, but more importantly, they've become a team that's found a way to be competitive night in and night out, no matter who their opponent is, or no matter if the game's at home or on the road. Uh, I've been really impressed with the changes that this team has been able to make real quick. Um, The first periods have been a lot better. The defense has been night and day to what it was under Colleton. Um, And I really think just King has been a breath of fresh air for this team and has kind of allowed the players to play a little bit more of a relaxed style than they were early on under Colleton. And clearly that's made a difference so far for this team. Uh, not again, not to say that Jeremy is a bad coach, but I think obviously with what we've seen out of King, um, a change in mindset from behind the bench wasn't a bad thing. And I, I just don't think it was ever going to work out here with Colleton in the way that he wanted to play the game. Number four, Marc-Andre Fleury has really settled in here the past couple of weeks and has been playing back at that Vezina Trophy level under Derek King. And I don't know if it's uh, just a coincidence or not that Fleury's been so good literally ever since King took over uh, the last game against the Rangers where the Hawks lost six to two that was the first time that Flurry has given up more than three goals in a game since Jeremy Colleton was fired and I know it also certainly helps that the defense has been giving up both fewer shots on goal per night and also much fewer high danger chances uh, but Marc-Andre Fleury, you, you can't deny that he's been incredible as of late, and he may be uh, the biggest reason why the Blackhawks have finally been able to pick up some wins here. Number five, it took a little bit, but Seth Jones has really settled in on the back end for the Hawks and, and has been playing like a number one defenseman most nights for the past month or so now. And early on in the year, we did see the flashes from Jones, but there were also just some nights where uh, he was downright terrible under Colleton. And kind of like Flurry, it's interesting because ever since the change to King, Jones also has been really good for the most part. And I really don't know where this Blackhawks defense would be without him because um, not only on the defensive end and the fact that he's playing nearly 30 minutes a game, uh, but offensively, literally no one else on the back end has been able to put up points consistently this season other than Seth Jones. And also, 
He's the Blackhawks' leading point scorer right now. He's got 22 points through 25 games. He's tied for second in the NHL in assists from from a defenseman with Victor Hedman. Uh, and he's also fifth in the NHL in time on ice per game at over 26 minutes per night. If you told me all of that at the beginning of the season, if you told me that Seth would have those ranks, I would have been thrilled. That's the kind of play the Blackhawks are paying Seth the big bucks for, so hopefully he can keep this up and uh, continue to be consistent on the back end for the Blackhawks because they certainly need it on both ends of the ice. At number six, as for the rest of the Blackhawks defense, aside from Seth Jones, uh, it's still been a little bit of a work in progress so far. Obviously, they have been playing better overall as a group, um, but individually, you know, it's been a, a little bit of an issue so far. Jake McCabe's one guy who, yes, he definitely has been better a little bit recently, but he got off to a really tough start through those first 15 games or so. Calvin DeHaan also is someone who's been on the ice for 25 goals at even strength already so far. He's also yet to record a point this season. And even Connor Murphy has battled some consistency issues. If you go and look at his analytics, they are not very good so far through 25 games. And the rest of the group, Caleb Jones, Kalanuk, Mitchell, um, Stillman, the rest of the group's you know, they've dealt with a lot of injuries, and they've also had some battles with COVID so far as well. Um, but aside from Seth Jones, there hasn't been a whole lot of consistency from any of the Blackhawks defensemen through 25 games, something they definitely need to work on as we get towards the midway point of the year. And on the flip side, at number seven, this Blackhawks offense. <sighs> I never would have guessed at the beginning of the season that it would be this much of a struggle for them to score goals. Only two times this season, just twice in 25 games, have the Blackhawks scored four goals or more. They're getting no help from their defensemen other than Seth Jones. Uh, there hasn't been much chipped in from the depth guys in the bottom six, and it's a real issue. This offense frickin' stinks. It hasn't changed at all under Derrick King. That's definitely a concern for uh, this team's longevity to keep picking up victories. They need to find ways to score more goals because <laughs> they can't keep relying on the goaltending to give up, you know, only one or two goals each and every night and to still be picking up victories. Number eight, Alex Dabrinkit is becoming a superstar right in front of our very eyes. The cat has been phenomenal. He's in the midst of a four-game point streak right now, 10 goals in his last 15 games, and his 14 tallies on the season is currently good for 10th in the NHL. And Dabrinka just continues to prove that he's one of the elite snipers in the entire league. Even at 23 years of age, he's already one of the best. And I really don't know where this offense would be without him. Um, but he's made a, a lot of strides in his game overall, and I think has really taken that next step so far. Um, and thank God that he has because he's literally one of the three guys on the entire team that can score a goal right now. I mean, without Alex Dabrinkit, this Blackhawks team may be averaging one goal per game instead of the, like, 2.3 that they're averaging right now. At number nine, one of the one of the other two guys that has been able to score a goal for this team this year, no surprise here, is none other than number 88, Patrick Kane. And Kaner continues to lead the way offensively for this team. He's got 21 points so far in 21 games played, 7 goals and 14 assists. Maybe 
Not quite the numbers we're used to Kane putting up, but that also kind of goes to show you how spoiled we've been watching this guy over uh, the past decade and a half now nearly, where a point per game isn't the usual or isn't what we expect out of Kaner. But just like Debrinkin, I don't know what we would do without him. Even at 33 years old, Patrick Kane continues to be prolific. Uh, he's got vision and awareness like no other, the stick handling, the playmaking abilities. I would like him to shoot the puck a little bit more. Um, but at his age and with all the mileage that he has on his tires, you know, it's incredible what he's still able to do. We really are blessed to have a player like Patrick Kane. And we the Blackhawks definitely could have a, a couple fewer wins in overtime and in the shootout without Kaner's abilities. At number 10, the other guy who's been able to consistently score for the Blackhawks this year has been second-year player Brandon Hagel. Eight goals on the year for Hagel in his 22 games played. That's good for second on the team right now behind only DeBrinket. He has five in the last 10 games as well. And on top of the production, the effort level from Hagel, I mean, every single night, this kid brings his A game and he's constantly making things happen on both sides of the puck. He's always drawing penalties, forcing turnovers, um, making plays to start the breakouts. I've been really impressed with the progression from Brandon Hagel so far here in his second NHL season. At number 11, Captain Jonathan Taze is still without a goal on the season. 25 games, no goals for Jonathan Taze. And while I had a feeling the numbers offensively were going to take a bit of a dip this year, I had no idea, especially after looking pretty decent in the preseason, I had no idea that Taze would be struggling this much to find the back of the net. I literally have no words for it right now, and I'm sure the guy is beyond frustrated with himself at this point, and I really do feel bad for him right now because uh, he's asked about it after every game by the media. He knows um, something that you know he's going to be asked about until it happens, uh, but hopefully that can come soon because it has been a tough stretch here for Johnny to open things up. No goals and nine assists for Taves so far. Uh, and more importantly than that, he just also doesn't seem to have the speed right now in order to create offensively for himself. So it's it's been really tough for Johnny. On the bright side, he still has proved uh, that he remains one of the best in the NHL defensively and at the faceoff dot. Taze is currently 7th in the league at 58.1% at the dot. I know a lot of people don't care about that when he doesn't have a single goal yet this season, but it is nice to know that Taze can still be relied upon in the faceoff department, and he's really the only center for the Hawks who's been able to win a faceoff consistently this season, so um, we shouldn't take that for granted because the Blackhawks actually might be dead last in the entire NHL at the dot if it weren't for Jonathan Taze. All right, that takes care of the first 11 thoughts that I have on the Blackhawks opening 25 games of the season. Coming up in just a minute, I will be sharing the final 14 thoughts from the first quarter of the year. But first, I need to talk to you all about Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get Primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, then they need to get Primal. Maybe you're the guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product, but... 
Primal Origin Oils will help stop the itch and will make your beard look healthy and fully groomed. Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are known as the best feel and beard products available. This is due to the exotic carrier brand with oils like raspberry seed, rosehip, and chia seed oil. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted right here in the USA. And we know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients to the other companies that you've used in the past. We promise you that you will see and feel the difference. And remember the promo code LOCKEDON gets you 20% off at Primal Origin Oils right now. Just use the code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, at checkout for 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Got beard, get primal. I also need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. This holiday season, grab a protein bar filled with so much holiday goodness that's rich with decadent flavor and also covered in 100% real chocolate, but is also amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat. Now, you can get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy, and there's so many flavors you'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry or mint brownie? cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel that you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. And do you like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays? Then you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in 100% real chocolate. And they taste so good that you really won't believe they're filled with protein. And for a limited time offer, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, one word LOCKED in all caps, and the number 15 to get 15% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com with the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. Welcome back to Lockdown Blackhawks. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into the final 14 thoughts that I have through the opening 25 games of the season for the Blackhawks. Coming in at number 12, well, Jonathan Taze is still without a goal this season, as all of us know too well. Another big reason why the Hawks' offense has been so putrid this year is because Dominic Kubalik still doesn't have one at 5-on-5 five five either. And Kubalik also recently... Went through a 15-game goal drought that was snapped just a couple of nights back. But man, oh man, what a struggle it has been for Kubi so far in his third NHL campaign. Just four goals and four assists for eight points through 25 games so far. And he really hasn't looked anything like the player that finished third in Calder Trophy voting just a couple of years back. I've also been really disappointed by uh, the inability of he and Taze to kind of pick up where where they left off and their inability to reestablish that chemistry that they showed during Kubalik's rookie season. It's been frustrating that um, Kubalik hasn't really found a consistent spot in the top six, and now he's on the third line playing with Henrik Borgstrom and Reese Johnson, which doesn't do his offensive game all that much good. So the Blackhawks certainly need a lot more out of Kubi than they've gotten so far this season. Number 13, Kirby Doc. Yes, he's shown that he is already a very good defensive center with both his ability to force turnovers and also uh, his capability of breaking up plays consistently in transition. He's been really good in those areas. But the offensive side of his game still needs a lot of work. And the constant inability 
first and foremost, to want to shoot the puck in the offensive zone. I mean, Doc has left me scratching my head a lot of times when watching him this year, and he just scored his first goal in well over a month. He only has four on the season. He's just been a really frustrating watch to this point because you know the kid has so much talent. You know he has the abilities to be a really special player. He just hasn't been able to piece it all together to this point. But he still is only 20 years old, though. Um, still very young, and technically this this really only is his second NHL season with how many games he missed last year due to that broken wrist. But I will say, with Doc having played over 100 NHL games now, it really would be nice to see him take that next step here as we start to creep towards uh, the midway point of the season. I would like to see him become more of a weapon offensively in the second half of the year. Uh, And one thing Doc also needs to really work upon is his game at the faceoff dot as well. He's won just 33% of the faceoffs that he's taken this year. That has to be among the worst, if not dead last in the NHL. So a lot of work still needs to be done if Kirby Doc is going to be the next face of the franchise like the Blackhawks front office hopes that he can become. Number 14, the special teams continues to have their ups and downs. And early on in the season, when Jeremy Colleton was still around, the power play and the penalty kill actually were two of the only bright spots for this team. But ever since his departure, both units have taken a little bit of a tumble under King. The power play is now down to 23rd in the NHL, and they only have four goals since the start of November. It's been absolutely abysmal. I mean, this power play stinks. They can't enter the zone. They don't shoot the puck. uh, They can't make passes. It's all bad right now for the Blackhawks' man advantage. And the penalty kill, quietly has uh, fallen down to 18th in the NHL as well. So the Hawks, they need to tighten it up on both of those units if uh, they want to find themselves back in the playoff race before uh, things before it's too late into the year. At number 15, free Dylan Strome. Since King took over for the most part, Dylan Strome has been used mostly in a top six role for this Blackhawks offense finally. And he now has points in back-to-back games, three in his last six as well. And I really like him on that second line with Alex DeBrinkett and Kirby Doc. I really do believe that's the right spot for Stromer in this lineup. And I know there are trade talks surrounding him, and there have been ever since training camp. There probably will be until the deadline. But I'm at least really glad that he's finally getting the opportunity that he needs to be successful in this lineup because that way, whether he succeeds or not, we at least will know by the end of the year if Dylan Strom is someone that can be a part of this core group still going forward. 16, I did talk about this already a little bit earlier, but uh, the secondary scoring for the Blackhawks, but I, I guess I should say the lack of secondary scoring, but It has really cost this team so far. And here is a list of players that are either without a goal still on the season or only have one. Eric Gustafson, Jake McCabe, which was an empty netter, Reese Johnson, Connor Murphy, Henrik Borgstrom, Philip Kurashev, Mike Hardman, Ryan Carpenter, Riley Stillman, Calvin DeHaan, Wyatt Kalanuck, and Ian Mitchell. So basically all of the defensemen and 
uh, all of the bottom six forward group as well. Literally no one other than Patrick Kane, Alex DeBrinkett, and Brandon Agle have been able to do anything with the puck on their stick. And it's actually almost baffling how this team, just they just can't score goals. They can't do it. I have no explanation for it, but um, clearly a lot of those guys that I just mentioned need to step up and do a lot more than they're doing right now to help this team win because um, it, it could be too late if they don't. And if they do, if they do finally manage to start adding some secondary scoring, that's going to relieve a whole lot of pressure off the top guy's shoulders and should benefit the entire rest of the team. At number 17, Kevin Lankinen continues to grow in net. And after a really strong first half of his rookie season, uh, Lankinen kind of struggled down the stretch for the Blackhawks last year. But so far, as the backup to Marc-Andre Fleury, I've thought... Lankinen has been really solid for the most part, and I know the stats um, aren't really going to show that, but I like what I've seen from Lankinen, and I, I have no reason not to believe that he can be a starting goaltender in the NHL one day, because I really believe he's only going to get better and better with experience. He just seems like one of those guys, and it's mostly because I just think uh, I've always been really impressed with his mentality since he's become a professional. Um, I really think he has the right right type of mentality to be great. And also getting a chance to learn from one of the best all-time and Marc-Andre Fleury, I I really think that will do Lankin in wonders going forward for the rest of his career. At number 18, Tyler Johnson's absence, I believe, is going to be felt by this Blackhawks team throughout the winter. Johnson recently became the second NHL player to undergo ADR disc replacement surgery following the steps of Vegas Golden Knights forward Jack Eichel. Um, so we're going to have to wait and see how that procedure goes since it's only been uh, now performed on two players in NHL history. But with the lack of depth scoring from from this Blackhawks team, plus all the power play struggles as well, and also Kirby Doc's inability to step up in that second line center role. Um, I think this Blackhawks team is really going to miss Tyler Johnson the next couple of months. Not only um, with his abilities on the ice and also being a guy that can kind of slot in uh, up and down the lineup in any given role, but being a veteran that has the experience that he does, back-to-back Stanley Cup champion, you know, it's going to be tough not to have him around for his leadership abilities and a couple of different reasons. So hopefully uh, Johnson can get better by the spring as he's set to have roughly a three-month recovery following successful ADR disc replacement surgery. At number 19, Eric Gustafson is making the most of his opportunity. And when Caleb Jones and Wyatt Kalanick both went down in training camp due to injuries, uh, and Gustafson was kind of just signed on to be that seventh defenseman, someone who could come in and play a little bit of minutes on the second power play unit, provide this team with some offense from the blue line. Uh, He also just had some familiarity with the club. But I don't think anyone expected him to still be around 25 games into the season. And to his credit, I will say Gustafson has been pretty solid these past five or six games or so and has kind of found his groove a little bit. It also, you know, helps that the Blackhawks have 
been missing a lot of players this year. You know, McCabe's missed some time. Murphy, Stillman, DeHaan, all those guys have had their absences. Um, but Gustafson also, you know, he he's clearly gotten on Derek King's good side, and uh, I think that's going to make things a lot more interesting once everyone finally gets fully healthy for this Blackhawks defense. At number 20, quick prayers and thoughts go out to Jujar Kara, who took a scary hit from Rangers defenseman Jacob Trubon Tuesday. Kara was stretchered off the ice, taken to Northwestern Hospital after uh, going unconscious on the ice. It was a really scary situation at the United Center. Kara was laying flat as a board. Um, fortunately, there have been some positive updates since that took place. Kara's said to have been active. Uh, he, he's been talking. He was also released from the hospital, and he's now been placed in concussion protocol for, uh, or I guess I should say, by the Blackhawks. And sadly, it's not the first concussion that Kara has suffered in his career, nor is it the first time being knocked unconscious on the ice. So thoughts and prayers go out to Jujar Kara. Hopefully he can continue to trend in the right direction, and hopefully he'll be able to rejoin his teammates at some point during the season. At number 21, I think the Blackhawks may have made a mistake with Adam Gaudet. And the Hawks signed him on to a one-year deal this past offseason. And by all accounts, it seemed like Gaudet was on the cusp of a breakout season here in Chicago. But he was never given consistent lineup time, not under King nor Colleton. And eventually, the Blackhawks wound up placing him through waivers just uh, about over a week ago now. And Gaudette was scooped up by the Ottawa Senators, and in his first game with the Sens, he scored a power play goal against his former Vancouver Canucks, the same team the Blackhawks scratched him against just a couple days prior to placing him through waivers. So a little bit of a tough pill to swallow watching Gaudette score that goal in his first game in Ottawa. Interestingly enough, though, he actually has been healthy scratched by the Sens ever since that game for whatever reasons. Um... But I just don't like how the Blackhawks gave him up literally for free through waivers. I mean, it's just frustrating. I, I don't even know why they, they brought him back into what they already knew was going to be a crowded bottom six forward group, you know, if they weren't going to give him the opportunity. I, I don't get it, but Gaudette now is a member of the Ottawa Senators. I wish him all the best. And only time will tell, I guess, if the Hawks are going to be kicking themselves over this move one day. At number 22, Josiah Slavin, I think, has been a, a solid addition to the Blackhawks' bottom six so far since making his NHL debut. Slavin has kind of quietly crept up the prospect pool the past couple of years after being a seventh-round pick by the Blackhawks, uh, but I really like what I've seen from this kid so far. The size and the skill combination, along with an overall willingness to bang and, and be physical, to grind along the boards, I think that's exactly the type of player the Blackhawks need some more of in the bottom six right now. So um, hopefully Slavin can keep it up as he gets more and more comfortable and um, can help that bottom six group be a little bit more productive than we've seen so far. And number 23, Lucas Reichel looks like he could be a real special player one day. And Reichel's been out for the past couple of games in concussion protocol down in Rockford. Uh, but prior to the injury, he was a point-per-game player for the Ice Hogs and was their leading scorer as well. And more importantly than that, 
He was just making an impact on a nightly basis on both sides of the puck. His speed and stick handling abilities, the defensive play, it's all really impressive from a kid that's only 19 years old. And I really am excited about the upside for Lucas Reichel, folks. And I really believe that he could be up at the NHL level with the Blackhawks sometime early on in 2022. Coming in at number 24, Stan Bow needed to go. Knowing what we do now, after the findings of the lawsuit became public and everything, Stan Bowman absolutely had to go as general manager of the Chicago Blackhawks, along with a couple of other individuals within the organization as well. Um, But Kyle Davidson has taken over as the interim, and he seems to be um, both a really good human being and also a smart one, and and, um, the right guy to lead this club for the time being. I really liked everything that um, Kyle Davidson has said to the media and his pressers regarding the situation. Obviously, he wasn't here when that incident took place back in 2010, but he's had to answer for the organization, and I thought he's handled that both in a very professional matter and also in a respectful one, too. Uh, Whether or not he'll be in the same role in a year, that's to be determined. Um, But more importantly, it was more than time to make some necessary changes to the Blackhawks front office, and Stan Bowman um, deserves to no longer be the general manager of this original six franchise. At number 25, last but certainly not least, I will say there is hope for this Blackhawks team, and I know they may, may not be the most fun team to watch, but their ability to become a, a much better defensive team and to basically change their identity under Derrick King I've been really impressed with that. And while the goaltending, you know, um, led by Marc-Andre Fleury, with that being so much better as of late, if the offense can just pick it up and if the secondary scoring can get going and if the Blackhawks can just score at the rate we expected them to coming into the year, then I don't think the season is lost for the Blackhawks by any means. I know they still have... um, Plenty of improvements to make and a ways to go, but I really do like what I've seen so far under Derek King, especially with this team kind of learning on the fly how to win some games here in the past month or so. It's been long overdue, um, and I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens rest of the rest of the way for this team and also for interim head coach Derek King's future. All right, there are my 25 thoughts on the Blackhawks through 25 games so far this season. Coming up in just a minute, I'll be getting into a quick preview of tonight's game with the Montreal Canadiens. But first, I need to talk to you all about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season on more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season in the NFL and the NCAA march towards the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head on over to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. 
Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our exclusive promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive your bonus. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back here on Lockdown Blackhawks. Getting into segment three now today, before I wrap up the show, I also wanted to be sure to go over a quick preview of the matchup tonight north of the border with the Montreal Canadiens. Another original six matchup here. Uh, but first, before getting into everything, the Blackhawks made a couple of roster moves on Wednesday morning with defensemen Wyatt Kalanuck and Ian Mitchell both being sent down to the Rockford Icehogs while forwards Mike Hardman and Philip Kurashev were recalled to the NHL. And also, forward Mackenzie Entwistle was activated off of long-term injured reserve yesterday after being out since November 7th versus Nashville with an ankle injury. So, a lot going on here for the Hawks roster. Um, but starting with the defenseman, with Jake McCabe, Assuming that he's going to be back from that family matter tonight, and also possibly uh, Connor Murphy could make his return to the lineup as well. Um, with that being the case, the block the Blackhawks they had nine defensemen on their active roster with Kalanuck being called up before that game on Tuesday. So um, a couple of them had to go down. Kalanuck and Mitchell were the two that leaves the Blackhawks with the normal amount of seven defensemen that they would like to have. Um, and actually, it was a big game for both Kalanuck and Mitchell last night down in Rockford. I think Kalanuck scored a goal, while Ian Mitchell tallied three assists. Um, so good to see those guys productive um, down in the AHL, and hopefully they'll be able to translate that over at some point here with the Blackhawks. Um, but now with Kalanuck and Mitchell back down, that leaves the Hawks with seven defensemen. They got the Jones brothers, Calvin DeHaan, Connor Murphy, Jake McCabe, Eric Gustafson, and Riley Stillman. As for the forward group, as I mentioned earlier in my 25 Thoughts segment, Jujar Kara, uh, after that scary hit that he took from Jacob Truba, he is feeling, or, or things have been at least treading in the in the right direction. Um, but Kara's now been placed in concussion protocol and could be looking at an extended absence out of the lineup with his concussion history. And with Kara now on injured reserve, that left the Blackhawks with only 12 forwards on their roster before calling up Hardman and Kershev. That now gives them 14, which with seven defensemen as well, uh, that gives them the full amount of players that they're allowed to have on their active roster. And, uh, hold on, let me get a drink of water here real quick. <clears throat> ah, all right. Um, And I wasn't, you know, too surprised to see Mike Hardman called right back up literally two days after he was sent down. Um. But Kurashev, I will say, that shocked me a little bit to see him recalled so soon. And and I know that the injuries um, probably have a factor in that with Johnson now out for an extended time, Kara out as well. Um, but when Kurashev was sent down, you know, maybe two weeks ago now or maybe a little less, I don't know when it was. Um, but since he's been sent down, he recorded three points, two goals, and one assist in his three games for the Ice Hogs. But I was just kind of under the impression that the Hawks were going to leave him down in the AHL for a little bit longer than they did, you know, just to kind of let him build up that confidence and let him get some get some time in a, a different role than he was playing up with the Blackhawks. 
But I guess, you know, with the injuries, that didn't give them much of a choice. And they, they, they might have also <clears throat> seen enough out of Kershev in those couple of games to bring him right back up. But I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what kind of role he's going to play here in the next couple of games for the Blackhawks because I really don't think they would have recalled Kershev back up to the NHL unless he was going to be getting into the lineup on a nightly basis. I don't think they they would call him back up if they were going to be using him as a healthy scratch more times than not. All right, so obviously the Blackhawks, they've yet to hold their morning skate in Montreal at this point. It's 7.25 in the morning right now, so uh, I'm not going to get into any lineup predictions or anything because there's just still plenty of injury statuses up in the air. But the one thing I will say is that um, I do expect Kevin Lankinen to be the one in net for the Blackhawks tonight. I think it's just kind of a perfect game to get him in for a spot start before the Blackhawks take on the Toronto Maple Leafs on Saturday night where I have a feeling Derek King is going to want to go with his right-hand man and Marc-Andre Fleury. So, Tonight just makes a whole lot of sense for Lankinen, who's now 2-4-2 and on the season, by the way. He's got a 3.19 goals against average, 890 save percentage, not the best numbers, um, but in my opinion, he's performed much better than those suggest. Since King took over, uh, Lankinen's allowed three goals or less in three of his four starts, and he has a 2-2 two and two record to back it up. And going against a, a Montreal offense that's struggled all season long, Coming into tonight, the Canadians rank 29th in the league in goals per game. They're also 31st on the man advantage, so um, I think that kind of sets this up to be a perfect spot start for Lankin and where he could potentially have another strong night in net for the Blackhawks. As for Montreal, um, Sam Montembeau hasn't received a start since November 26th versus Buffalo. It's been the Jake Allen show for them recently. Allen started each of the Canadians' last five games in net, so I honestly could see this being a backup of two goaltenders, or a battle of two backup goaltenders, I should say, uh, here in Montreal tonight between Kevin Lankinen and Sam Montembeau. Uh Again, I'm just taking a stab in the dark here, but I, I really do think that could be the case between uh, two teams who are kind of towards the bottom of the standings in the NHL right now. The Blackhawks aren't down as bad as Montreal is, 6-18-3 on the year, um, but this is one, you know, um, where I think it would make sense to give the backups a start on both sides. With two struggling offenses, um, it seems like a good situation. Also, it's kind of, I know the Blackhawks aren't really struggling on defense, but these are two teams that are in the bottom third and goals allowed per game at this point as well. Um, so, with the backup goalies being in there, I don't know. I think this is just going to be another grimy game between these two teams. Probably another low-scoring affair up in Montreal. Maybe a 2-1 to one or a 3-2 to two final, if I had to guess. But this is, more importantly, this is just a game where the Blackhawks have to come away with a win. And I know it's coming on the road up in Montreal, but the Canadians are in a struggle right now. They only have four wins since the start of, their, uh, start of November. Their last win at home came all the way back on November 20th, and they've scored two goals or less in four of their last five games. And um, the Blackhawks, I've talked about it. I've talked about it a lot on the show so far. 
but they've been able to find ways to beat the bottom feeders of the NHL this season, and they're going to need to do so once again here after losing a pair of games to the Rangers in the past couple of days. This is a bad Canadians team in all aspects. They're bad on offense, they're bad on defense, they're bad at the faceoff dot, and they're bad on both special teams units. They just fired their general manager and Mark Bergevin. They have a new head coach. It's a team that's in complete shambles right now, so I don't care how they have to do it, but the Blackhawks need to find a way to come away with two points against Montreal tonight. They really can't afford to drop their third game in the last four, so I hope to see a sense of urgency and and some desperation from the Blackhawks tonight because this is one they really need on the road up in Canada against a struggling Canadian squad. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Thursday, December 9th's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and even Lee Sterling's lock of the day by just simply following the Lockdown Bets podcast. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to check out Lockdown Bets right now wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, go Hawks. Let's go and pick up a big win up in Montreal tonight. And thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.